Hello, listeners, and you are listening to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM and com. I am your host, Zach Gandra, and with me, as always, the inimitable, immutable Steve Gandra. How are you doing, Steve? Inevitable and immutable today. Yes, you are uh, ready to go. We're I'm recording with edible. some... You're in, you're in edible? I'm in edible, inevitable, immutable. How many more eyes can we think of? Yeah, uh, we are recording with some new equipment, so I'm going to remind you, Steve. You got to shoot your your mouth right there. I got to speak into the Perfect. mic. Perfect. That's speak much, into the much much better. Well, the new equipment is really cool. I'm glad we finally got it working. Yep. Yeah. No, it's great. It's going to save us some time and not having to drive to and from studios all the time, and we can record on the go. You know, on the go from anywhere on the planet. On the go recording. Uh, Steve, we've got a, a new workshop coming out soon that we want to let people know about, and they can register at excellentcultures.com slash events. Uh, when is it? What, what, July what are we doing? 21st and 22nd. It's the Achieving Excellent Cultures workshop. As a matter of fact, our guest on the show today is one of the co-presenters of that workshop. And this is a workshop that is going to be attended by business leaders from all over North America, from middle managers to CEOs. How about that for a breadth of participation? Uh, All about identifying what is culture, what isn't culture, what can be changed, what can't be changed. One of the problems with culture is everybody talks about it, but it means something different to everybody. But when you're in business, uh, you will find out very quickly, if you haven't already, that culture is like the tide in the bay, when it comes in, it raises every boat in the bay, and when it goes out, no telling when you're going to hit bottom. I've never heard that. That that. Uh, what is that? A, a, a quip? A, a quim? A, no, it's just the truth. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a truth. It's. I like it. It's, it's from a truth. The book of immutable Steve quotables. <laughs> immutable Steve quotables. And I didn't invent it. Somebody else taught it to Somebody me. And I just can't remember who it is. So let's just call the. Um, Source of that quote is Anon. Anon, Anon, Anon. I like it. All right, well, introduce our guest today, Steve, and uh, we'll clap track her in. Well, I wanted Sherry Benson to be on the show for a while now. Uh, Sherry is a professional leadership coach and has been for any number of years. Um, In this day and time, you know, every business leader who is really about being all that they can be either has a coach or wants to get a coach or is thinking about getting a coach or their boss is telling them, you really need a coach. And with all of the conversation about leadership coaching and coaching in businesses, I thought it would be great to have a real professional on the show who actually knows what coaching means and has coached everybody from professional athletes to CEOs for any number of years and has had great success with the practice right. and process. So welcome Sherry Benson yeah. from somewhere around Minneapolis, Minnesota. Clap tracking her in. All right. And I'm unmuting her. There she goes. All right. Now, 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 now we got her. Hi, Sherry. Hi. Great to be with you guys. Yeah. How's it feel to be unmuted? <laughs> you know, it's good. I get to talk. I always it, like to talk, especially it, about coaching. Well, at least you're not immutable. <laughs> I know. I, that's a standard I aspire to. You but know? you are inimitable. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, Sherry, what we thought we would do is... Uh, why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about your background and your practice in coaching, what it is, what you do, how you do it. Uh, our listeners are eager to have the mystery that surrounds leadership coaching removed from them. Well, I originally got into coaching because I've been working with nonprofits for a lot of years, and um, 
it was one of those things where everything was easy, going well, um, results were evident, and I got to a place where I was personally stuck. And for a person whose passion is helping people succeed, that was very frustrating. To be stuck. And, um, yes. <laughs> and um, it just seemed like the, more, the longer I was stuck, the more I tried to fix things, the more stressed I got. And uh, I had an opportunity to take a coaching class, which then ended up being a whole process of about two and a half years, where I finished up a three-year program in coaching, and it opened up a whole new area for me personally, as well as in helping others to achieve the, the dreams and desires of their heart and really be the people that they, that they long to be and how they function in the workplace, how they function in their families, and made them more effective leaders. So it, it enabled me to be a champion for people um, in that area of success and to uh, really accomplish things that they had wanted to come with their family and with their um, coworkers. And it's just been a really great journey. Is that the same coaching class that you told me about that the instructors told you when you took the class that you should have been teaching it? Uh, well, I think you've enhanced that a little bit, but I did very well in the class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice to know when you're going someplace to learn something that you already knew it and you had the gift and you'd been doing it for not a, a lot of years. You just didn't have the label for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it, and it, it's just a process that is um, so exciting and so dynamic, and uh, I have seen such great results. Um, with it really, I I can't point to anybody that hasn't gotten a benefit out of it in these years. Um, there's some people that that probably didn't complete the process as long as they could have to have made it the most effective. But outside of that, everyone's come away saying coaching was a great experience. So that's thrilling to me. So uh, Sherry, what is leadership coaching? Well, leadership coaching really is um, you know about Championing the human spirit to uh, be what they can be, what what they de- desire to be. It's a catalyst, really, for personal and um, organizational transformation. Very much like the workshop, um, that it's all about transforming how we see things, how we think about things. And I like that that whole approach that we take about instructing people and and enlightening, in, in a sense of what you can change and what you can't change and getting the focus off what you can't change and focusing on the things you can change to make a difference in your life, in your business, um, with your coworkers. It all goes together. So um, tell, t- tell our listeners a little bit more about this, what you can change and what you can't change. Most of the leaders that I talk to are very frustrated because they end up spending – so much of their time and energy working with people who are all about uh, trying to change what they can't change anyway. And uh, in the process of trying to change what can't be changed, they get so frustrated that they never pay attention to what can be changed, and that's one of the things that causes stuckness. Exactly. Um, I think lots of times we want to change people. <laughs> we want to change other people, and truly we're the, we're the ones that um, we have the power to change. We have the power to, to change the decisions we make. We have the power to change our attitude. Uh, we have 
we have a variety of things when we look at our own lives that we can change. And what happens with a leader when they change themselves, perspective changes with it. When we do what we need to do about ourselves, suddenly we can look at people through a new lens and see uh, the potential that's there and see the have more ob- objectivity because we're working on ourselves and in the process of working on ourselves. I think we gain compassion as well. So you mean leaders can't change the people that they're leading? <laughs> have you ever tried to force somebody to change, Steve? Uh, daily. Yeah, yeah, he daily. has, yes. <laughs> <laughs> daily. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. What it happen- doesn't work. What happens? There's always pushback, isn't there? It's frustrating, and it doesn't work. So really, it means leading people instead of pushing people or changing people. And you lead... Uh, you can lead from anywhere at any time, but the big issue is are you leading by example? Are you leading your own life and the way that you expect others to lead theirs? So uh, tell us a little bit more about that. When, when uh, you end up working with a client who has decided they want to consider engaging a coach to help them be all that they can be as a leader, for lack of a better way to describe it, uh, or when you get a you know you get a call from a boss who says I really you know this person I really like them I'm glad that they're working with us but they've just got this problem and you know I, I think a coach can help them. What, what what is it that that people are typically looking for when they engage a coach and what is it that they they typically get in terms of deliverables when they have the right kind of coach. Well, um, the the thing I see often at the executive level is that most executives struggle with so much. Their plates are already so full with responsibilities, and they're so busy, often very stressed, that they don't take the time to step back and look at, you know, the changes they could implement or even even acknowledge their own experience, what they have to draw from. And um, so coaching provides that place for them. Um, I don't see coaching as a remedial thing where, you know, somebody's um, <laughs> not behaving well on the, uh, in the workplace, and so therefore you send them to coaching. That's, another, that's really another thing of forcing people into it. But it would work um, if someone really wants to make some changes and they're, they're a coachable person where they're ready to say, I want, I want to change the way I relate to people, I want to change how um, effective I'm being in the workplace, and I want to see more results. Um, that's probably some of the main reasons you would come to coaching. Beautiful. we got to go into our first break, guys, because we are already running out of time in the first segment. Uh, we'll be right back with Sherry Benson on Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM and ExcellentCultures.com. Remember when your company was awesome? It was you against the world. Successful strategy, to-do list, done, supersonic growth. But over time, the sharp edge gets dull, and good is good enough. Why? Because companies forget that bigger is not always better, that politics crush people, innovation, and creativity. And before you can say rotten corporate culture, social media posts are infecting your business. The answer? 
it's not just your corporate strategies, it's your corporate culture. Excellent companies know that bad culture eats great strategies for breakfast. These guys really get it. Whether you're a family biz or a Fortune 500, or a new biz and want to get it right, excellent cultures can bring you back to awesome because they get it. What they know for sure? You don't need another consultant. Excellent Cultures gives you what you need to get what you want. Bottom line business results that last. How do they do it? With successful business leaders as coaches and proven scientific data. They read your company's culture from inside out. Think MRI. They give you fast, accurate bottom line tactics. They don't treat symptoms, they go for the cure. Based on science, they reveal the hearts and minds of your people using proven and concise data, not warm and fuzzy psychobabble. And here's the kicker. You get supervisors who coach and inspire, workers who love their work, and everyone, that's everyone, not just the boss, takes ownership and accountability. It just doesn't get much better than this. And if you're wondering if Excellent Cultures works, just ask a few of their grads. Don't let the culture monster eat your strategy for breakfast. Check it out for some free advice from one of their experts now or start it yourself with their complimentary online business culture MRI. We're back. You're listening to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM and excellentcultures.com. We want you to go ahead right now if you're near your computer, not if you're driving, but if you're near your computer, send us an email right now at asktheexperts at excellentcultures.com. If you have a question about how coaching works, about how change works, about how change management works, uh, am I missing anything, Steve, that they could well, email on? change management is a big one because there's another one of those things that every business leader talks about, but it means something different to right. everybody. And right. you just heard from our guest in the first segment that if change management means you're the boss and you're managing people in order to force them to change, uh, forced change never works. Yep. You know, it might work for a while, but human beings have free wills and they always go back to their original level. So it's kind of like, you know, our favorite joke, how many shrinks does it take to change a light bulb? Only one, but the light bulb's really got to want to change. That's your favorite joke. Yeah, it is my favorite joke because it's true. <laughs> another, another truism. So, Sherry, right before... The break, you were talking about the willingness of the leader who is seeking a coach, or maybe their boss is telling them you really need to have a coach. Their willingness to be coachable, I think you said, or their willingness to change. How how important is that to the success of a coaching process? And what do you do as a, as a coach if you've got someone who says they're willing to change, but they really don't want to? <laughs> uh, that can be interesting to work with. Uh, I think it is, I think you coach them <laughs> actually and say, why did you come here? What do you expect? What do you want? Uh, you know, some of the factors that really help the whole coaching process, per, first of all, would be the organization being fully supportive of it and, and wanting um, that they realize it's the value of a long-term investment in that individual. And I think if the person that they want to have coached knows that they're making an investment that because they believe in them, they want to have the best for them and for the company, 
uh, that that will improve it. I think that the style of the coaching has to be matched with the person. Uh, doesn't it, it's not a matter of skill. Uh, that that per, that as a coach, I would know everybody. What you know, obviously, when you said the gamut of what I've coached, um, I, those professional athletes. I'm not a professional athlete, but yet I'm able to coach uh, because coaching is generalized, and business leaders might be uh, above above where I am at a high level of being an executive, uh, but I can still coach them because there are some commonalities that go through, and they're the expert of their own life, of their own business, and I'm the expert at asking the questions that will open up their abilities. Um, it's kind of an exciting process because I, I guess in, in some ways you could just say it, I really believe in them, that they have what it takes, that they're resourceful and capable people, and that they know what it takes. We just have to get down to the values that they have and draw out of them um, the the wisdom they have inside, the knowledge that they have, and then the, even the experience, and then see them utilize that experience and that knowledge and wisdom by giving them goals and impacting uh, the, the actions that they'll take. Well, I, I heard about four or five really critical, actionable bullets there in your conversation, and I want to make sure that we reemphasize them so that our listeners can capture this. Uh, number one, for coach, okay. coaching to be effective, and correct me if I'm wrong on these because I'm just kind of reciting back what I think I heard you say. Number one is okay. um, for the light bulb for the light bulb to change, the light bulb's got to want to change. And mm-hmm. even, e- even if the you know, participant uh, is being told by their boss, you know, you have to change and here's your option to go coaching, uh, go, go to coaching, work with this coach and see what we can do if, in fact, the will is not there to want to improve, to want to change. They're probably wasting their time. Is that a good way to say it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then the second thing I heard is that uh, it's about clearly, clearly defined outcomes, objectives, or goals that the participant yes. may not want to change going in, but they going in, but they they certainly have things that they desire that they'd like to accomplish if, in fact, these were accomplishable, and then an early part of the process in effective coaching is getting those outcomes clearly defined both by the individual leader that you're working with, if it's just an individual uh, assignment, or also by their leader if if their leader is involved in, in retaining the coach to help this individual. Is that a good way to describe that one? Yeah, exactly. I, I think that coachability factor, which is what you brought up at the, at the beginning and where we started, um, is that the person has to be, first of all, open to change and then, um, you know, recognize that there is a need to change. And most people come to coaching and they've already started to make some changes. Uh, They've already, they're already heading that direction because they knew something uh, had to be different, but they didn't know how to get there kind of a thing. And then um, they end up taking responsibility. That's part of being coachable is that you're willing to take responsibility for your for your action, and and then uh, as especially as the coaching relationship progresses, there's that openness to feedback and that willingness to hear uh, what are some possible things that that are holding them back or um, the reason maybe even the basic reason that they're stuck and they are unwilling to change some of the things in their company or in the way they do 
business. And, um, and then they're willing to be accountable. That accountability to commitment is huge. Another thing that I heard that I want to clarify with you, and you just, I think, did a really good job of, in, of, of expanding on the, the light bulb wants to change aspect and the accountability and the willingness to accept and receive coaching. But uh, another big piece of the puzzle that, that I think I heard is that for, for a, a coaching process to be effective, um, the, the, you need to clarify and identify the what can be changed and what, what can't be changed. Um, and, yeah. and, and, and really when it comes right down to this, and if, if you're wondering about expanding this, uh, we spent a lot of time in the Achieving Excellent Culture workshop, helping leaders define and identify what can be changed and what mm-hmm. can't be changed. You know, really the only thing that any, you know, any human being has 100% total control over is their attitudes and their efforts. And, uh, everything else is in somebody else's control. It's in God's control or the boss's mm-hmm. control or the government's control or somebody else's control. And, and that being the case, if, in fact, you have a boss or if you have a leader or a coaching participant, um, you know, typically a, a, a good reason to really get frustrated is if you're trying and trying and trying to change something that can't be changed and it doesn't change. And um, so I, I think I heard you say that defining the what can be changed and what can't be changed within the framework of uh, the process is a real important piece of the puzzle. Is that correct? Yes, and and you know that's a key that's a key part of the workshop. That one of those there's many of these aha moments in the workshop, but one of those great moments is when people go, "Why have I been changed, trying to change things that aren't for me to change?" And uh, uh, it's it's exciting to see people, oh, like I should have known that, or or why didn't I think of that? Um, those aha moments are great in the workshop. Oh, so thank many God. I don't, I don't have to spend all this time and energy trying to change that because it can't <laughs> be changed anyway. Exactly. So, so, and, and the thing is that we do spend a lot of energy on it, and it's futile. Yeah. So the other thing I think I heard, and I mean, and this is the piece I think that most leaders um, typically overlook, is that, uh, you know, just because someone has been through a coaching certification process, that doesn't make them a great coach. You know, there, there are, are people who were born great coaches, and then they, they go through a coaching certification process or they learn by experience who become better. But, you know, aren't there some people who just shouldn't be coaches because they don't have the genetic goods to be an effective coach? <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think so. They probably would serve better to be a mentor or a, a consultant. Um, there's an ocean, unfortunately, there's an ocean of certified coaches right now. Uh, but the way you got your certification, it can be easy and cheap, or it can be really pay the price coaching. And it also, I believe it has to be people that have a mission of helping others um, and, and a compassion for it, where I, I come out of every coaching session energized because I'm excited about what those people got a hold of. Um, what they're going to work on, where their goals are, and I'm thrilled with the past successes that they've had. We talk about the wins they've had each week as we meet, and it is just, um, I always, I'm always excited about it, energized by it, because it's something that I, I feel, you know, I just love to do it. I love to see people attain their goals and uh, achieve those things that have been desires of their heart all along. Yeah. So I think, again, you just hit on another key point. 
if you're considering a coach, you know, how do you make sure you find a good coach and how do you make sure you find the right coach? And uh, Sherry, I think, defined that, you know, her, with her, she's energized by helping the people achieve their goals and be effective and be successful. What's the best way to find a good coach that's the right coach? And we'll answer that uh, after the break. we got to go to a break. So that's a wonderful breaking point. And I just want to throw out before we go to the break, if some of you are listening and going, this Sherry lady, she sounds too chipper, too happy. She must be faking it. She's not. This is exactly how she is all of the time, and it's awesome. We'll be right back with Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM and ExcellentCultures.com. Remember when your company was awesome? It was you against the world. Successful strategy, to-do list, done, supersonic growth. But over time, the sharp edge gets dull, and good is good enough. Why? Because companies forget that bigger is not always better. That politics crush people, innovation, and creativity. And before you can say rotten corporate culture, social media posts are infecting your business. The answer? It's not just your corporate strategies, it's your corporate culture. Excellent companies know that bad culture eats great strategies for breakfast. These guys really get it. Whether you're a family biz or a Fortune 500, or a new biz and want to get it right, Excellent Cultures can bring you back to awesome because they get it. What they know for sure? You don't need another consultant. Excellent Cultures gives you what you need to get what you want. Bottom line business results that last. How do they do it? With successful business leaders as coaches and proven scientific data. They read your company's culture from inside out. Think MRI. They give you fast, accurate bottom line tactics. They don't treat symptoms, they go for the cure. Based on science, they reveal the hearts and minds of your people using proven and concise data, not warm and fuzzy psychobabble. And here's the kicker. You get supervisors who coach and inspire, workers who love their work, and everyone, that's everyone, not just the boss, takes ownership and accountability. It just doesn't get much better than this. And if you're wondering if Excellent Cultures works, just ask a few of their grads. Don't let the culture monster eat your strategy for breakfast. Check it out for some free advice from one of their experts now, or start it yourself with their complimentary online business culture MRI. We're back, everybody, and... uh... You know, you're listening to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM and ExcellentCultures.com. Our guest, Coach Sherry Benson, uh, chipper as always, happy as always. And if you remember, right before the break, we were talking about how do you find a good coach? And how do you find the right coach? How do you find the right coach? There you go. Sherry, you want to lead us into that? Well, I think you want to look for a coach, first of all, that desires to be compatible with you, doesn't just pressure you to um, tell you how great their services are, but you want to find someone that you feel like you could really relate to, that you can talk heart-to-heart to, because I look at coaching as a great gift. Um, It's not without a price. It's not without cost, but it's a gift in that 
um, you get someone who gives you their full attention listening to you for approximately an hour a week. And do you know how rare that is in our culture to get someone who actually listens to you, who No cares texting, about no you? posting, no emails, no, you know, checking out to find out what's going on in the world of multitasking? <laughs> nope. Everybody has to settle down and find a space that's quiet and full attention, no, no looking at your computer. Uh, and and the, one of the exciting things about coaching is that people get to hear themselves talk while they're, somebody's listening to them, asking key, powerful questions. And when they hear what they're saying, it like dawns on them what the next step should be, where they should go, what they should do next, what, what, what they really want, um, what their true values are. All of these things start to come out. So you want to find someone who's compatible. But I would also check them out. If they're with a credible organization, that's one of the opportunities I have working with Excellent Cultures is that there's decades of credibility in Excellent Cultures. And I get to be associated with you guys. And um, it, it also, you know the results. You know what, who we worked with. And you know um, the consistency of what's been produced as a result of coaching. So talk, talk to some clients of the coach to find out what they got from the coaching process. Right. And if they're not thumbs up, excited about recommending the coach, you probably have a rookie who needs to get some more experience or an individual who just went through a coaching certification process but doesn't have enough battle scars yet to be able to really help right. you get where you want to go. So yeah, my best my best referrals are from present clients and former clients um, who talk about the great experience they're having. Now, everything they say to me is completely confidential, and um, I don't share that with anyone, but if they want to tell everyone the successes they've had and what's happened in their lives, what's changed for them, the effectiveness in the workplace. Um, I'm happy that they go for it. Yeah, that's great. So um, let's talk a little bit about the, I mean, what differentiates, you know, effective, functional, productive coaching from consulting, from training, from mentoring, from all these other things that we hear about in the workplace you know, what's the difference in coaching and why is it more effective than maybe consulting or mentoring or training or taking a class at the community college or going to the Harvard Business School and learning about whatever you go to the Harvard Business School to learn about? What's different about coaching? Well, and, and consulting definitely has its place and uh, therapy has its place, mentoring has its place. So you have to uh, choose it appropriately, uh, but coaching comes at it as um, instead of the uh, mentor or the, or the consultant being the, the expert, really in coaching, the client, let's say it's two experts, it's the client who is the expert on their own life, their own business, their own um, company, their own family, but I'm the one that brings to it the expertise of powerful questions, uh, powerful questions that open doors for them, that uh, make a difference in uh, things that they might not ask themselves or things they haven't taken the time to think about. And instead of, uh, let me give you, let me see if I can give you an example here. 
um, in mentoring, you might say to a you might say to a person you're mentoring, well, this has been my experience, and you give them something that you've experienced and what you've known about. In consulting, it might be, um, you know, I've, I'm an expert here, and this is what I'm. <laughs> this is what you're paying me to tell you. This is what you need to do. But um, and and therapy. Um, sometimes people get coaching and therapy mixed up, and you shouldn't get them mixed up because therapy is trying to heal you from some cause that has happened in your life, something that's taken place that you need healing from. But coaching is how can I support you in your learning? How can I um, come alongside you and we can plan and goals can be set and I can hold you accountable? Where would you like to go from here? What would you like to do next? Yeah, I, I actually received some coaching for about a year, paid, paid for coaching for about a year. And at first I was like, okay, we're three weeks into this coaching thing. And I, you know, we, we did it over the phone, Call, called, called my coach during the set time and was like, okay, man, like, what are we, what are we going to talk about today? And he's like, that's not up to me. That's up to you. <laughs> and at exactly. first, at first exactly. I was, yeah, at first I was frustrated because I'm like, well, come on, I'm paying you like draw it out. And he's like, just <laughs> And he would just he he knew the right questions to ask, and within seconds to minutes, we were talking about things that were going on deep within me uh, um, that that needed to be talked about. And there was never one session mm. that, that was a waste of time. So if if you guys are listening, and you're like, ah, maybe it kind of sounds like I don't need coaching. You don't know you need coaching until you actually start getting it. <laughs> So uh, one of the things that over the years, you know, three plus decades at Excellent Cultures, you know, in our business, we, we help organizations and businesses be all that they can be. And we use essentially four disciplines, you know, scientific, scientific assessments, consulting, coaching and training. And uh, what I found in, in, in all of the coaches that we've had the opportunity to work with uh, over the years and have worked with us is that that gift you know, that, that, that the coach who really has the gift of coaching hasn't just gone through a coaching certification class and written down, a, you know, has a book full of stock questions that you ask everybody. Uh, they just know what question to ask when, mm -hmm. and they know, uh, and it's different for every client, and they just, they just have that gift of knowing what question to ask when. And then one question and the answer to that question leads to another one, and it's that you know, capacity to pull the best out of, you know, the best or the worst, whatever sure. is addressing out of the inside of the individual and get it on the table so it can be dealt with. Well, I was it's, actually, it's scary to think for me, it's scary to think, Steve, like it's not it, it, there is training that goes into it and they do need the right training because absolutely. often the gifted person who has no training is the most dangerous. So, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but but it's both, you know, it's both. Right. And if you're looking for a great coach, definitely you want someone that is effective and certified. But just because they're effective and certified, uh, I mean, there's a lot of MDs and doctors and osteopaths and chiropractors sure, yeah. who have the credential that can kill you. And, 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 and the best way to find out is just what Sherry told you. You've got to be able to resonate, resonate with the individual, and you've got to talk to clients that they have worked with before and look at the results that are generated and, you know, we asked Sherry to be on this show because she has both. I mean, well, in addition to the, the, the clients who've gotten great results, she has the gift. 
She has the certification and the training and the coaching, and she's got the battle scars. She's got the years of experience in helping people get breakthroughs. And you just heard her say that uh, she gets great joy, you know, personal motivation and gratification from the breakthroughs that her client clients get, which is another significant genetic component of a great coach. So well, and, thank you. And she's chipper. And she's chipper. <laughs> and she's chipper. I'll, I'll try to tone that down for less. All, all the time. <laughs> all the time. All the time. So Sherry, can you uh, talk to us about, you know, uh, talk to us about why would someone want to 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 get coaching, or what would they? Why does some? Why does? Why does? Who needs coaching, and why should they get it? So let me give you a few examples from my own experience with individuals um, because they've been so varied. When I look at the last 10 years of, of coaching, I'm, I'm just amazed at the variety of people. Um, and we mentioned right at the beginning, if they feel like they're just stuck and they're not going anywhere is a good, is a good thing. Many people in transition, you know, one of the most fascinating clients I worked with uh, was transitioning from military life to civilian life after 25 years. And, uh, you know, it was really new territory for me to work with someone in that capacity. And it was amazing uh, how you saw the need for change, the desire for change, but we're struggling with how do I do this? How do I get this figured out? I think often people in transition are, whether they're moving to a new um, leadership level or a new job or their a new department uh, their manage a new manager in, in somewhere uh, in some place uh, that transitioning coaching can be very very effective for making a transition and um, I, I say that almost with a chuckle because as a coach who has transitioned others I've had to make some big transitions myself and now my compassion is even more for people who are in that difficult place right. of making changes. Changes are always difficult unless you're the one that initiates it. You're the one that wants it. So um, if you're, you're <laughs> stuck, you're stuck, or if you're transitioning, or if change is on the radar or you're in the middle of it, those are a couple of good reasons. Yeah, what else, and, Sherry? And it also could, it could be to develop um, better management leadership skills. It could be... Um, that you see high potential individuals or even you feel like I've got more potential than this. Why am I wasting my time doing what I'm doing or, or uh, why am I feeling like this is all there is in my life? Um, coaching will help you get into that potential that you have. Um, that really it's God given potential that's inside of every person. And uh, you hate to go through life and not maximize it not make the most of it. Absolutely. So that's another good reason. Absolutely. We are at another breaking point. We got to stop and take a break here, guys, and uh, pay for the show via our own commercials. <laughs> so uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM and com. We'll be right back with Sherry Benson, coach. Remember when your company was awesome? It was you against the world. Successful strategy, to-do list, done, supersonic growth. 
But over time, the sharp edge gets dull, and good is good enough. Why? Because companies forget that bigger is not always better. That politics crush people, innovation, and creativity. And before you can say rotten corporate culture, social media posts are infecting your business. The answer? It's not just your corporate strategies; it's your corporate culture. Excellent companies know that bad culture eats great strategies for breakfast. These guys really get it. Whether you're a family biz or a Fortune 500 or a new biz and want to get it right, excellent cultures can bring you back to awesome because they get it. What they know for sure: you don't need another consultant. Excellent cultures gives you what you need to get what you want. Bottom line business results that last. How do they do it? With successful business leaders as coaches and proven scientific data, they read your company's culture from inside out. Think MRI. They give you fast, accurate bottom line tactics. They don't treat symptoms; they go for the cure. Based on science, they reveal the hearts and minds of your people using proven and concise data, not warm and fuzzy psychobabble. And here's the kicker: you get supervisors who coach and inspire, workers who love their work, and everyone—that's everyone, not just the boss—takes ownership and accountability. It just doesn't get much better than this. And if you're wondering if excellent cultures works, just ask a few of their grads. Don't let the culture monster eat your strategy for breakfast. Check it out for some free advice from one of their experts now, or start it yourself with their complimentary online business culture MRI. And we're back, everybody. Welcome back to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM and ExcellentCultures.com.、Uh, email your questions to Ask the Experts at ExcellentCultures.com. And、uh, we're back with Sherry Benson, our coach and、uh, one of our representative coaches of Excellent Cultures.、Uh, Steve, where do you want to go this last? Do you want to go to coaching hat? Well, from a coach, a coach's hat with the coach. Well, before we do,、um, Sherry hit on something right before the break that I think is really critical, and maybe it's just because of. Top of mind this morning, I, I had a conversation with a senior executive of a Forbes 50 company. This is one of the largest companies in the world. They're number one in the space globally in in their business, and they're a privately held firm that has just gotten huge. You know, tens and tens of thousands of locations all over the world. And in my conversation with this executive who reports to the CEO of this huge privately held firm. Uh, that's bigger than most publicly held firms in the same space, if not all of them.、Um, you know, in the conversation, we and we were talking about an experience that she'd had with one of our coaches, one of our leadership coaches, not Sherry, but another one. And、um, you know,、uh, there were these areas that were identified as a result of her coaching process that were, you know, really significant breakthrough opportunities. In the quality of the relationships that existed between her and her direct reports, and you know, she said, "Gosh, I've just never asked those questions before," and it brings it right, right back to the key point. I mean, a great coach just has the gift of knowing what questions to ask and what questions to help the leader ask that they've never identified before. Uh, and until you you ask, I think it was Einstein that said, if you gave me a problem to solve in an hour, I'd spend the first fifty-eight or fifty-nine minutes coming up with the right question to ask.、Uh, 
Uh, it's that gift of knowing what are the right questions to ask. So, Sherry, uh, along those lines, you know, we talked about the two couple of reasons that someone might need a coach, and they were like, well, I'm going through change, or maybe I'm stuck, or maybe I'm in trouble. What are some of the positive reasons that someone should reach out and find a good coach? Would you just clarify that last sentence you said again? Well, what are some of the positive reasons that someone should reach out and find a good a, a good coach? Okay. If they're not Thank stuck, I, I, if they're not stuck, if they're not in transition, uh, should they not be looking for a coach? I think um, one of the primary one is, and it deals with what we deal with in the workshops of of improving your culture, your business culture. But it's that idea of enhancing your relationships, uh, increasing your leadership and effectiveness, um, seeing improvements in your organization and in your uh, personal life, um, even having a greater impact, being more influential uh, because you're, you know, it's amazing how we often set, we separate or as leaders, we separate ourselves, uh, our personal life from our business life and really who we are is who we are, and it affects wherever we are. So if we get back to the things we really value, life is lived from the inside out. So you are not, like, just trying to put out fires all day, but you're going back to what I really value, why it's important to me, and why I want that to come out of my life and produce the decisions and choices that are going to be effective and, therefore, the outcomes and the results. So... Um, did that, did that answer your question? I think so. I, I, I think so. And then you, <laughs> I, I, as I uh, reflect back on what you said earlier, in this fast-paced world of emails and voicemails and texting and multitasking, uh, even if it's just to carve out an hour a week or regular time every mm -hmm. week to sit back and take a deep breath and reflect on the big picture instead of the alligators that are coming out of the swamp to bite you on a regular on, ongoing basis and how to solve them, Yet, uh, bottom line, it sounds like you know you should be looking for a coach if you want to improve. You know, if you don't want yeah, to, get, if you don't want to get stuck. Uh, exactly, it's that thing of it improves, uh, it gives you greater productivity, greater effectiveness, uh, better relationships, better communication skills. Even taking that time to communicate with a coach once a week can improve how you communicate to others. So, uh, Sherry, what are, what are the results that uh, coaching can be expected to deliver to a leader? Uh, you should see improved performance. Um, you should see better communication. You should see more effectiveness, effectiveness in your leadership. Uh, I think with that, uh, probably part of coaching that we – we don't advertise, but it goes back to that compassion level that we have. Um, when we're more compassionate toward ourselves and listen to ourselves, uh, pay attention to what we really care about, we tend to care more about others and look at them, um, like I said earlier, through a different lens. Uh, we've got a renewed perspective. When, when we're feeling good about how we're leading, uh, we'll be a better leader. So one of the, that's huge, one of the things that I hear time and time again from business leader after business leader, from middle manager to CEO, um, when we start looking at 
when someone is stuck or when things aren't going as well as they should or when a poor engagement survey comes in or any of the reasons that folks wake up and say, whoa, I had no idea that's what was going on, but they find out that it was and then they want to do something about it. Uh, one of the things that I hear you know, most frequently is that uh, there's something going on in the trust level that exists between the people who are part of the team or the organization or the family or what have you. And if, if someone doesn't trust the person that they're working for or they're working with, you know, good golly, the Gallup organization is now telling us through the new data that we have 70% of our workforce in this country at least are disengaged. 18% say that they hate their jobs, and the most common reason for hating their jobs is they hate their boss. People don't, you know, leave an organization, they leave a boss. Mm. All of these mistrust factors. So is there like a, a real fast seminar we can go through to improve trust in our relationships <laughs> or in our organizations? I mean, can you send me, sell me, can I buy a bottle of something that I can drink that will, that will improve oh, trust? Oh, wouldn't that be great? We could make a million on that one, huh? Uh, I don't, I wouldn't say it's a quick cure, but I do believe that when a leader is compassionate, when they trust themselves and they trust others, that it builds trust. Um, I think that we'll all, we all have had disappointments in people and we've been hurt at times, but I think it's getting up and moving beyond that and saying, uh, you're bigger than this and you can do this better. Uh, we just need to go through a process to say, how am I going to do that? It's, it's setting up strategies. It's planning. It's being intentional. Uh, that we that word we use quite a bit in the workshops. I, I think everybody's devastated when they find out that people either don't trust them or don't like them or um, and we try to fix it or try to make it happen. And I, I think it goes back to, again, being transparent and compassionate and being trustworthy yourselves in order to um, trust others. Okay, so in, in over 30 years of helping organizations and leaders improve, be all that they can be, call it what you will, improve their culture, transform their culture, maximize their culture, you name it, uh, to this day, thousands, literally thousands of leaders, I've never heard one leader who had a poor culture or who had a trust problem um, say on the front end, we've got a bad culture or we have a trust problem. Um, yeah. it's, it's always the leaders who don't think they have a trust problem or who don't think they have a poor culture uh, are the ones who, in fact, do. So, and I know that in all your years of coaching, you've experienced so many similar scenarios. Uh, what, should, what should a leader do just to protect themselves against their, their, their own blindness and, um, you know, recognize or identify or find out, you know, whether a trust problem really exists, even though they don't know it, or a poor culture exists, even though they don't know it. You know, one of the exciting tools that we have at Excellent Cultures, uh, you share in the workshop that has been so effective in, in realizing that is the um, Achieving Excellent Culture Assessment. And um, it is, it's so good. It's a scientific culture assessment. And we, we have seen so many people over the workshop times that we've, we've been having that are just shocked at how they are 
relating to people, how they are impacting people, how they are affecting people. And I think of uh, one person in particular that uh, was a, a great person. Um, she never would have ever thought that she was relating to people negatively. And um, her circumflex came back, her assessment came back very negative. And uh, it was interesting to see how at first that really crushed her, but then she got with the plan, with with the structure, with the with the uh, information that she had learned, and uh, really turned things around, and was very effective in leadership yeah. as, a, as a result of that. Yeah. So I think that's one of our great great tools. Yeah, I, I'm reminded of another time that we had one of our workshop graduates who was a a, a senior level manager in a Fortune 50 company, big company, technology company, who participated in the workshop, completed the assessment knew that she wanted to improve, had some improving to do. And then uh, w when we gathered data and feedback from her team, her direct reports, um, sitting there doing everything I could to ho help her hold her tears back, because even though she thought she needed to improve, uh, the feedback that came from her folks was so largely distant from what it was that she thought on the, on the, on the downside. So it, hmm. you don't know what you don't know until you find out that you don't know it. And if you just go in uh, with the idea that you don't know and you can find out, it's huge. And, and we do have, by the way, we do have online now. Any of our listeners, you can go online at excellentcultures.com and click on the business culture MRI. You can take a seven-minute assessment online. You can actually request a group code to get your team to do it. Make sure you visit us there. Sherry, anything that you can share with us, just kind of a, a, a bullet about, you know, what, what should leaders do to actually maximize the effectiveness of the coaching process? Um, I think I would just encourage leaders that you have more within you than you realize. You have more potential that you have not yet tapped. And coaching is a great way to bring that out. And um, it, it gives you a format. It sets aside time. Um, there's accountability. And you get to set the agenda for what you want to accomplish. I think you'll find it very, very valuable. I've never had anyone walk away and say, oh, I wish I hadn't invest made that investment. They've always, they've always been very glad um, that they came to coaching and they got the results they were looking for. Beautiful. And that's what we want. Beautiful. Thank, Sherry, thank, we got to go. Thank you, for, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. We're excited about it. we got to do it again. All right, everybody, you've been listening to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM and ExcellentCultures.com. Make sure that you are checking out and rating the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher for you Android users. Don't forget, we got an event coming up July 21st and 22nd, a uh, Achieving Excellent Cultures workshop. We hope to see you there. Once again, signing off, Biz Culture Matters, Clay 1180 AM and ExitCultures.com. Thank you.